to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. I'm Rodney E, the lead PG of the squad here, and joining me back again today is Matt, and it's great to have you back, mate, and let's just hit this on the head straight away. Did you locate Doc Rivers' daughter, and did you remember not to feed her after midnight? Because we know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got a couple of fucking wiseacres on our hands here, a couple of fucking, <laughs> we've got Fry and Laurie, a couple of fucking comedians. <laughs> Yeah, we had a bit of fun with it in, in your yeah, absence, yeah. mate. Very, yeah, very funny cunts. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very good. <laughs> no, the, the question we all want to know is, once you got to her titties and you motorboated them, <laughs> were they built for speed or for comfort? <laughs> mate. <laughs> I think that's the very definition of a, of a slobber knocker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was neither, mate. If, if to put it in nautical terms, I would, uh, I would say that she's got a couple of tugboats. <laughs> There, under under the sweater. A few uh, rudders, a few udders on the loose. Yeah, yeah. But, mate, it's taken us two seconds to get into titty talk. And, uh, and... <laughs> and we haven't even uh, we haven't even welcomed... Uh, the Oracle. The Oracle yet. He's back again to gloat gratuitously about the rampaging Chicago Bulls. How's it going there, Oracle? Yeah, good, man. I mean, well, besides from today's results, other than that, considering, it's, yeah, all good. Fucking real happy. Yeah, it's all going in the right direction for you guys, I think, despite the game today. We'll have a bit of a chat about that. In fact, did you see much of that today? I only watched the fourth quarter. They opened up really strong. They were up 20, weren't they? The Bulls were up 20. So Yeah, we're up 20. They sort of continued on with the, the form they carried on. From the LA trip. The Clippers and the Lakers, they took their foot off the accelerator and uh, Blazers started they started to hit a couple of shots and the crowd really gets behind that team they just got the momentum going and from then on the Bulls just couldn't get their swagger back to be honest well the Bulls had to run Derek Jones Jr. out there on Nurkic I noticed in the last quarter so Vucevic isn't back yet then no yeah he's still out of the team because that's that's what I noticed I didn't see that game but I saw when the Bulls played the Warriors and it was quite evident that I think that Vucevic is crucial to their offense he definitely adds a dynamic to their offense that is noticeably absent when yeah I mean I think they just had a little bit of an off night in general on that night but I thought it was glaring actually that well they didn't rebound well on either end they got absolutely smashed he got smashed by the Warriors they can have a bad night they probably had one against the Blazers tonight as well as I said I didn't see that game it wasn't a complete disaster for the Bulls they played pretty well throughout the game Levine had a wide open shot at the end of the game there couldn't have been more open and just missed it short up by 20, though, if, you, if you're up by 20 at any point of the game and you lose. Should be able to close it out, yeah. But yeah. they just went to Nurkic in the, in the last quarter as that's what they should do. They had a massive mismatch against Derek Jones Jr. So naturally you go to him and, and Lillard made some big shots. They got over him in the end, the Blazers. Are they turning a corner, Matt, or, or what, what's happening with the Blazers? I wouldn't now? think so. No, no, I wouldn't <laughs> think that they are, to be, to, to be honest with you. I, I mean, like I, I said, uh, overall, uh, my, my assessment of them is still the same, is that they're always going to be ultra competitive. Well, I, I don't know whether you've heard the uh, the stale Blazers term yeah, going yeah, around there. Apt. That's. I would say that's uh, 100% bang on the button. But uh, some clever genius coined that phrase. Yeah, but I've heard yeah. that bandied around a little bit. And and also the comments that Damian Lillard made recently regarding the way that 
the rules are being enforced this year in the NBA. What do you think of those comments? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't really on board with him, to be honest. They're in the same sort of category as complaining about the fucking ball. Well, that's it. All excuses. I couldn't agree with you more there, actually. He's frustrated at their record. Also, he's just got over a bit of an injury as well. So His situation, I think he's probably frustrated, right, right Frank? He's probably frustrated with the situation. They know that they're sort of just treading water. Whole thing. This is it. You know, this is, they, they've hit the roof. There's no way of smashing through the roof, and this is it sort of thing. And he's sort of like, well, I'm just sort of in purgatory right now. Can Bills take some of the blame now? What do you think is his coaching style at the moment? Is it suited for the team and for Lillard, or...? Do you think it's just, yeah, as you said, the team's well, just reached their peak? team has definitely reached their peak. But I think that he is trying to coach to the strength of the players that he's got on the roster instead of having a very strong sort of style of his own and making them fit into it, which I think that, quite honestly, the Blazers need to be shook up. They need a new approach. The old ways didn't work. They've gone stale. And yeah, that, they're the stale blazers. Yeah, I mean, not particularly good at anything. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> adequate at all things. They're, they're, like that's probably rough, but they constantly yeah. they still rely on Lillard to to get off in the game. Like way too much, way too much. And fair enough, they made a comeback today and and got over the Bulls. But the Bulls have played what was their third game in in four nights for the Bulls? Yeah, on a road trip, they just they just cleaned up both LA teams and then to go in their crowd against them, like you said, just didn't quite have the legs to to carry it out. Yeah. The Bulls don't rebound as good as other teams but what they do is scrap and they pressure the ball handler they go after 50 50 balls play like Javante Green is a good example of that like he'll just get put out there for eight to ten minutes a game but he'll give you seven points and five rebounds I don't know whether you saw him try to absolutely destroy someone down the lane today I don't know if it was Nurkic in there or who but you need players like that don't you he missed the dunk but yeah fuck he looked to smash it down on somebody you know if you're going to be successful you need role players like that you have to have them. Those sort of guys coming off the bench are invaluable. Did you see the Bucks and Lakers today? I did. Matt? I did see that. I did. I, I watched that game. I was thoroughly impressed with, uh, Giannis? with the Bucks. Giannis? Yeah, especially Giannis. There was one sort of huge overriding, like it was sort of like night and day. You've got a team there that has uh, got winning habits. Maybe they started the season a bit banged up, the Bucks, but they have winning habits. They had a bit of continuity and they have an extremely strong leader who not only leads with his voice, but he leads by example. Go over to the other side with the Lakers. you got no leadership. You've got Anthony Davis. People call him MVP candidate. They call him top five player. Nah. He's but, not playing. He's not doing that this year. He's not. But, he's not a top five it, player in the league. Why, why are people saying? I'm asking. Why do, have people ever said that about him? Because he's. he's I'm not doesn't sure. Have the personality of a leader. Like he doesn't lead by example. He defers uh, to to Westbrook when Westbrook's out there. He yeah. defers to him. Like he's not even playing. In that number one spot. He should be the man on that team, Frank. Frank, Frank, he he should be the man, right? He should be. I mean, Davis has always had good numbers from year to year, but as you said, he he doesn't lead a team. He doesn't do what's needed to get to that next step to be that fucking awesome player. On pure talent, though, man, right? All those numbers just on pure talent. Like, uh, I would say he's coasting through his career. Like, the only reason they run in the bubble because LeBron put him on his back and led him there. Look, I, I don't think he has it in him to be that guy, like a Kevin Garnett type leader who can get a team behind him and lead him deep into the playoffs. I just don't think that, and I don't know why, if it's scouting or if it's fucking media hype or whatever it is, why do people say that this guy is like a top five player in the league? He's extremely talented, but he's just 
coasting, man. He keeps telling us he's going to take over that number five position in that Lakers lineup, right? He's going to he's going to place out of the center spot, and he's going to see a lot of, a lot of the ball in the post and the majority of yeah. looks on the court when the when the team's out there. Giannis ate him up in that game today, man. Yeah. Giannis fucking ate him alive. It was, what Giannis have? Like he had, it was <laughs> I took some joy out of it. Oh, he had forty seven. Forty seven. He uh, Here's a classic example of being that player who previous years he saw what he needed to do in the finals so he didn't take that extra step and then last year he became that player he wanted to be become that player that leader and lead the team to the fucking finals and he fucking won it because he stood up when it really really counted yeah he didn't give in he installed confidence in the other guys. He, he told them, don't yeah. worry, I've got this. I'm going to do everything I can to win the game. We saw him even carrying a bit of an injury, score 50 in the in the final series. Yeah, so, yeah. And further to Frank's point, he makes a great point. It's not like Giannis. He's a two-time like, two time MVP, but it's not like he's got the perfect game. Over the off-season, he practices his jump shot. He improves his fucking free-throw routine. Like now, he bounces the ball once and shoots it. You know what I mean? Like he's I always improving. That. Yeah, I respect Yeah, yeah. You, you, like he's, he leads by example. And the other, you can tell that the other team, the other his teammates, really give 100% because they know that their leader is out there, leaving it all out, out there on the floor. And uh, Frank, as far as additions to the to basketball teams go, the Bucks made probably two of the best, I reckon, unheralded. And that is Grayson Allen from the Grizzlies and Ojale from the Celtics, was it, as well? Two yeah. free agent guys that fit perfectly into their system and their ethos. Especially Grayson Allen started off the season really, really well. I was surprised that the Grizzlies let him go because he sort of fit into their team really well as well. Have you seen Grayson Allen's season so far, Frank? I mean, Bucks haven't had the best start, but, you know, they're getting there. They're starting to play a whole lot better. Yeah, add a few players like that and it takes a little bit of time for them to all adjust. But, uh, and as again, you saw today, Giannis fucking scoring 47. He only missed, what, four or five shots for the whole fucking game and he went nuts. Yeah, and, and took it straight at Davis. Like, went straight to him, right up into his face and got it right in his grill. Challenged Immediately. Him. Directly challenged him, said, you're going to have to defend me, the best player on the court, yeah. if... You want to beat us. Yeah, Davis, we've seen it time and time again. We've said it even on previous episodes of the podcast. That Davis is a thoroughly disappointing player for me. Like you say, he's just not what he's made out to be. The hype isn't real about him. He gets numbers, but no impact. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't influence the game much with what he does. He picks his spots and hits hits a few jump shots. Occasionally, you see him take it off the dribble to the hoop. But when do you ever see him rise up and really smash it on somebody? I mean, it's, it's never, really. Yeah. Not and physically dominant in the game. The coach, LeBron, they all say at the start of the season, we're going to run this team through our leader, the future, Davis. And then as soon as they get out there, it doesn't happen. And LeBron is the guy, you know what I mean? Like on the, the back of LeBron. Again, a 30, how old is he? 38? Be at least turning 38 this year. And the thing I notice about that Bucks team is their guys, 9, 10, 11, 12. They can all get out there and give you something. The best teams have a bench like that. What, what's your opinion of that, Frank? Like for me, that's what separates these championship contending teams and teams that you can look at and just go, yeah, these guys... I'm gonna make it. You've got to have. I mean, going in going in playoffs, you're not gonna have some of your bench players playing. You want to have the best ones playing. So you want to have a good at least four that you can play solid minutes and know they're gonna put in for you. These two, three other guys, you don't worry about. But it's you, you need that three or four you can give a good twenty minutes a game to and know that they're gonna play their role and do what they need to do. For me, those guys at the end of the bench, the better they are, the higher your ceiling 
potential for win loss record. So you're more likely to win more regular season games. The deeper well, the better your benches. practices are too. That because that too, yeah, yeah. To get your players really going, you need to, you need to, they need to be challenged uh, in during practice. That's like they it. need to you know get that competitive juices going in practice. Really, you know, like I said, that's where those winning habits start. And that's like you said, a strong nine ten player really challenging your starting point guard. I mean, it's it's invaluable. It keeps the pressure on those other guys to stay productive to the team, right? I've seen it with the Bulls this year. You know, we've had games where the starters have just haven't played with that energy and we've been down and then you put the so you know the the bench guys in and they come out hustle with energy if they play hard and they just get things rolling and it moves on to the starters and you're back into the game and you know you can win games that's sort of what i'm getting at with the more productive the, the end of your bench is the better your win loss record is going to be at the end of the year because of the amount of games back-to-backs things like that you don't always have your full starting five there then again the lakers have a talented roster and like they've probably got a pretty talented 10 that joint's a fucking bomb site mate. yeah i would i wouldn't rate their bench that highly man i mean you've got mellow coming in and giving them good minutes at the moment uh, who else is coming off their bench? Monk. Taylor Horton Tucker. You got. Monk. He's he's mo- he's going to start. He's uh, not going to be coming off the bench. They're going to they're going to put him in a starting role if they haven't already because Rondo is. Uh, yeah, Rondo comes off their bench. I don't know what he? they're starting. Five DeAndre is, Jordan. <laughs> He shouldn't be starting. Yeah. I mean, he should be coming off the bench and, and Davis should be starting in that, in that five spot. The Lakers are playing uh, the Celtics, I think, on Saturday our time after we release this. I think LeBron's rumoured to be back by then. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if the Celtics can uh, do anything against it, even the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah. I, w- I would count us, to you know, the Celtics to at least be able to challenge. They might not win. Interesting to see if the Lakers, because I've predicted them pretty much to slide all year. Yeah, if LeBron comes back and is reasonably healthy. He's their I only think, chance, right? Like, it, yeah. If, if he doesn't come back and play a decent amount of games, they're, they're not going to do that well. No, yeah, but again, he, him and Davis, injury prone. So Yeah, it's, it's similar with Jalen Brown as well, because I saw the Celtics Atlanta today, which we went down by 11. We were down 11. With about six minutes to go, and it pretty much stayed that way to the end of the game. We couldn't couldn't close the gap. Tatum was better today, but clearly the, that Celtics team needs more than Tatum, Richardson, Canner, and Horford. Would Simmons give that squad a jolt? If it only costs us as much as maybe Marcus Smart, a draft pick, or someone off the bench, I think the Celtics would consider it. But they're just not going to concede any more than that. The Simmons thing, man, is fucking... I think it gets worse by the day. Honestly, it gets worse by the day for me. I was watching Philly Utah yesterday just cheering on the Jazz, just cheering them on because I don't want to see that Philly team win. For me, they have acted really badly despite what Simmons has done. I I really lost respect for that. It's all for nothing now, all that, what, five years of losing on purpose? You know what I mean? Like, it's coming to bite them back, (laughs) you know, coming to bite them in the ass now. Lose for five years on purpose. Trust the process. And people, that sort of losing on purpose culture just fucking seeps through for years it's a legit thing to refer to in basketball because there is a certain like strong culture somewhere like miami they're not dedicated to winning though you can tell by look at you look at Embiid. you look at uh they're not dedicated to they're not like dedicating they don't know what they don't know what it is to to win and and they were and you go back to that incident with butler and i mean that shows you what they are that team true true colors yeah yeah and and also the hanging out ben simmons yeah, the way he was treated, before, the way he was treated, the way we. Yeah, he he acted badly. They acted badly. They're both shit cunts. But I want to ask Frank a question about this. There are multiple players at the moment who are just sitting out where the team has told them to go home, and they're happy to sit at home and get paid, and it's all hunky dory. Yep. The Simmons case, where it's the other way around, he doesn't want to play for the team, but you know they don't want to pay him. Like it, it it'd be interesting how this pans out. I thought, well, John Wall is getting paid what hundred million dollars over the next couple of years or something like that. Is that right? Over the next two years, it's I not going to play. 
A good amount. He's not going to play. Yeah, yeah he, he won't play. Why not trade Simmons for Wall? They need a point guard. They're both ridiculous contracts. Wall gets what he wants. He wants to. He gets to play. Simmons gets what he wants. He gets to not be in Philadelphia with you know Doc fucking Rivers and all those other shit cunts. Is that a viable trade? Is that realistic? Well, how old is John Wall now? He'd be early thirties here. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Philly might be asking for a younger player than that. If Houston was to give him John Wall and some other bits and pieces, whatever, I don't understand why they're just like, let's fucking get this over with. John Wall gives them that run, you know, potentially. Why like, wouldn't you? Yeah. What about D'Angelo you know, Russell? Uh, I don't yeah. think uh, I don't think Philly would see him being good enough for that just one-on-one trade. He'd have to be someone else as well. Yeah, I, I don't think Philly are in a position where they can be too choosy. They've just got to try and get the best fucking player they can for Simmons because there's no way Simmons is playing for that fucking team if they continue to fucking toe the same line. Like, they haven't come out and copped to any of the bad behaviour they've done. They continue to put it on Simmons and they infer that he's lying about his... Uh, yeah. his situation just to avoid playing for them. I think that's even worse and more deplorable than what they've done previously. If you were him, why would you want to talk to a 76ers psychiatrist, the team that betrayed you, basically? Yeah, that guy's just going to tell him to play, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, I'm not talking to, like, I'm talking to my own guy and you guys can fucking, and it's private. So They can't dictate the so medical advice <laughs> that he gets, you know, that he chooses to get. So they can't choose that. That's, they've got to leave that yeah. up to him. It's, uh, yeah, it's, the whole thing is, is ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah, it sucks. It really just sucks. Anyway, I think the Sixers are getting are reaping what they sow because Absolutely. it has never been proven to be effective losing tanking. Like the, the tanking strategy has never been successful. Name one franchise in any sport that has tanked and then short answer won. is yeah, I don't I don't have one for you, Frank. No, no, no one comes to mind for me too. Yeah. That's your answer, I think. Yeah. Apparently, with the the whole John Wall thing, is no team wants him, or they they want to touch him with that contract. They want him to be bought out so yeah. they can sign him to a small contract. Yeah, no one wants to pay tons of money. Cut a bill for a yeah. thirty two year old dude who's injury prone. And that's right. He's probably not. His best. He's probably not going to give you more than twenty five minutes a game. That's probably his ceiling. Yeah, but it's better than no minutes a game. Yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> what they're getting from fucking Simmons. Doing something. Simmons is just avoiding playing and I think somewhat justified in doing that too. Let's move on from Simmons. We'll keep an eye on the situation. Well, how, how, well, all right, how about this scenario? What yeah, about yep. if you're right, Simmons, more, you go... If you're Simmons, you go, you know what? Hey, Doc, I am going to play. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll see you, on the, I'll see you fucking at the court tomorrow. And then fucking <laughs> <laughs> Simmons turns up and he goes, all right, Simmons, get in there and fucking, yeah, play some basketball. He's like, no worries, coach. And he just goes out there and just drops his pants and takes a big old shit right on that 76ers logo <laughs> right in the middle of the court. Yeah, I think that'd, uh, that'd do just nicely. For I, would want, I would want fucking courtside tickets for that shit. And then he, and then, for then that he goes shit? Over and takes yeah, a I like on the Liberty Bell. Yeah, yeah see that pun I did? I, I, see like I see what you did there. I see what you did. Yeah, I see you over there, Oracle. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Simmons and uh, see if he takes a big shit on the court in some... Some point in the Dream future. scenario. Dream scenario. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, just, just remember, you heard it first here on the uh, Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. How about these new rules? The burning question. New rule interpretations. 
How are you going with all this? Do you think the refs are being consistent with it? I think so. Yeah, I think they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, so far. I like the rule changes. They're, I mean, they're all whinging about it. Uh, fuck them. Yeah, no, I, I like the new, especially the way they call it on the offensive end. Do you understand just basically the reasons why they're making slightly different calls, like players complaining all the time about not getting calls? But when I see it happen and someone starts complaining, I can see whether it's a missed call or not. Basically, it comes down to the interpretation of what is legal and what is illegal defense. And I think... I think the NBA has aligned themselves a little bit more with the global rules. They interpret the defender as legally guarding if he's moving backwards or moving laterally and not causing the offensive player to change direction. So I've been seeing a lot of better defense a lot more better fundamental defense being played across the board in most games that I've seen. And you see guys complaining all the time about not getting calls, but... They always do that. Uh, that they, they do that anyway. That. They do that anyway. Yeah. You know who's the worst at that? Luke uh, Doncic. Oh, yeah, he sucks. You can't go a fucking possession without barking at the referee or something like that. I'm just like... It's, it's... He's got to talk to him, yeah. He's just been allowed to... He, he gets free reign on the, on that squad, let's face it. He's basically a LeBron-like figure on that team. Everyone kisses his ass, so he gets to do what he yeah. wants. Yeah, but again, maybe he... like a, uh, Recently, I've been thinking, does he fit in more into the Anthony Davis camp? Yeah, that's true. He does have he does have a bit more of an impact, but he's shooting fucking 60-step back three-pointers a game. He isn't efficient. Yeah. I don't think he makes his teammates better. I like people were comparing him to Larry Bird for a while, and I was like, mm, I don't see that. No, he's not. I wouldn't put him yeah. in that category. Well, yeah, I mean, it remained to be seen. I mean, he's got to get deep in the playoffs first so you can really see what he's going to be like. Dallas maybe a bit Blazers-like, right? Just fucking sit and pat with the same old shit cunts doing the same old shit cunt things. Well, they're trying to... <laughs> get a bunch of shit cunts. Yeah, and Porzingis is not very good. I mean, he continues to not be very good. He gets out there and gives them bugger all a lot of the time. He, he, just, he has been playing better the last three games. I know it's only three games. Doncic hasn't played those games, though, has he? Has Doncic not played those games? I think he's carrying an injury at the moment. He wasn't in the game today versus the Suns. I know that. If I'm them, I'm fucking going, you know what? We're getting this big fucking streak of duck shit out of here. We're trading him to the Kings for this other country doesn't want to play. <laughs> What's Bagley, we need a bit of youth. We need a bit of athleticism. We need uh, someone, you know, we don't need a seven-foot-four guy who likes to shoot nothing but three-pointers. What's fucking Cuban doing? He's like a fucking billionaire. You think he'd be fucking going, fuck it, let's fucking, let's be 50 bucks over the fucking luxury tax and get fucking every cunt. Yep. Maybe it, it's kind of the Doncic thing though. It's like guys not willing to play with him because of the way he runs yeah. the team. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It'll be interesting to see where the Mavs finish. No, they lost. They It was fairly close. I think they lost by about five or six points, I think, but it was reasonably close. Yeah, they were pretty competitive. They're kind of middling as well, the Mavericks, right? I think so. They're 9-5 at the moment, so, yeah, I think they'll pick it back a bit. Let's uh, perhaps talk about a team that's not middling. Power Squads. And that's the Golden State Warriors, who have the NBA's Best record, I believe. Yeah, I've got to say, watching the Bulls and Golden State, their defense was... Yeah, they stifled them, didn't they? Oh, yes, four quarters strong. They were relentless. And DeRozan, with DeRozan, they just, they clogged the lane for him and he could not get any good looks. And they were just, it was only Levine that really created his own shots and whatnot. But besides from that, their defense was spectacular, I've got to say. Yeah, really balanced. Great team defense. I think the Warriors is a good squad to look at where they've got a good 8 to 11 on their bench who come out and play hard and give them solid defense and can hit a three. Some hungry guys just stay in the league. Their path to the league wasn't easy. And now they're here, going to take a whole bite. When you said hungry guys, I thought of that song, Hungry Eyes. Hungry <laughs> eyes. Think- yeah, that's the song they come out to in the introduction. Hungry the lights. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about James Harden. 
<laughs> yeah, have you seen a fucking sandwich is like ever in his life? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a picture and picture of James Harden in in that parody video. Make sure he's holding a sandwich. That's it, or a hot dog, or a donut, anything. <laughs> Maybe all at once. Perhaps that's the best idea. Yep. No, I think you've nailed it. I watched the game v the Nets. Curry hit nine threes in that game. There's a guy who impacts the game with what he does, despite how much he scores or doesn't score. Generally, he impacts the game somehow. He was great against the Nets. That second half v Brooklyn was a no contest. First half was good, close, fifty five, fifty six. But that they were dismantled yeah. by the Warriors in the second half. Absolutely shit all over him. Yeah, and it's not like Curry had the ball for a long time. He's not like Harden or he works off the ball a lot dominates the ball like holds the ball for fucking ages and dribbles it 10 times before he shoots no he fucking moves he shoots he gets to the position all that moving opens up his teammates frank did you see any of those shots that he that he hit though like just off the dribble he looked incredible to me yeah he's he's back to that uh like a couple of years ago where you just give him an inch and he's gonna hit it they're just amazing shots that he hits off i don't know how he hits those those shots it's just amazing how far he shoots it how quick he gets it up and how consistently how, uh, they go, they like, go in. Yeah, they, he's shooting them from distance. Clay has been cleared for five-on-five five practice, so he's probably on the verge of coming back in, in maybe a week or two. Add him to that squad. and That'd be interesting. I mean, Clay's an amazing player, but everything's boiling at the moment. They've got everything cooking. If they add another ingredient, does it ruin the recipe? Uh, he'll, he'll slowly come off the bench and he won't have too many minutes to start off with. He's got to get his game legs underneath him again and you know get that rust away. So The injury is an Achilles, right, Frank, that... Clay's coming off? Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to ease him back in, but I'm sure he's part of that starting five on that team. Give him three, four games, I reckon we'll be back in the starting five. They look incredibly strong. Clay's a, a good two-way player. I mean, he gives them threes. He gives them shots from everywhere, basically, and defense. So I think it only yeah. makes them better once he relearns the, the role he, he used to have. They do pretty good on the boards without a center, without any real sort of dominant big man or anything like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they just, like John Wall, just tell Wiseman just to chill, bro, dip back down on the couch and fire up fucking 2K21. Uh, we don't need you right now. They've got Looney running out there at the moment in, in the five spot, and he actually is pretty, he's perfect for them. pretty productive. Yeah, he's a low-key guy and just a workhorse. Yeah. Gets a job done. Another team that looks really good is the Charlotte Hornets, I think. I think they also had a win today against the Wizards. They've beaten the Knicks. They beat the Warriors too, I believe. So that team's rolling. I'm constantly surprised by that Hornet squad, really. Well, Miles Bridges, he's gone from about 13 points per game last year up to about 21 this year. So he's one of the reasons why they've uh, kicked it up a notch. You give him a good chance for most improved player? I think he'd be front runner at the moment. You just say he's having more of a breakout year? Like, is he going to escalate himself into an all-star consideration? or? Well, it's possible the way he's just playing with a lot of confidence at the moment and he's not afraid to take shots. And so, you know, if that carries on to next year as well, I mean, he could become an all-star for sure. Have you seen much of the Hornets, Matt? Admittedly, I haven't managed to sit down and watch a lot of games, but I love watching that team. The ball is moving quick. They're trying to get it up the floor quickly as well, looking ahead to, to pass the ball up the court and get more looks at the basket yeah. than the other the squad. And they're cool to watch, man. They're really cool. Yeah, I've only seen one game with them, but a lot of highlights. And was it episode one, I said that maybe they're going to fall off. They've totally have not. They've risen. Even though MJ isn't the biggest fan of Kelly Oubre Jr., Jr. took a ill-advised three. And Michael Jordan, what's he doing sitting down there on the fucking bench? <laughs> He's got nothing better to do. Get the, get the fuck out of there, man. You're the owner. <laughs> Go sit up in the fucking box. No, the players want to see him. Stup- they want to see him there. Stupid billionaire, bald, fucking fat asshole should go sit up in the box. <laughs> he, <laughs> look, man, not you're not a coach. You know what I mean? You're paying these dudes. It's not, it's not professional. I know that you're the fucking, you're the goat, but you're not helping them. 
You're not helping them by having, you know, you oh, shit, Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's like if you're doing a painting and Jackson Pollock is looking over your shoulder the whole fucking time, something like that, you know? I mean, what's so, what's MJ doing there? Trying to figure out how to ruin the team? Yeah. That's all he's been good at in the past. He should be heard and not seen. When you're yeah. the owner, I mean, yeah, you make some comments, whatever, but fucking don't go down courtside. He'd be still on the practice court with him, I reckon. Uh, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be, though. Look, if he wants to, you know, he's rich enough, just buy the team and become the coach if you want to fucking... Oh, please. Oh, God, please don't. Oh, I hope he never coaches a game of basketball. That'll be a tragedy. The Hornets have been, Hornets slash Bobcats, have <laughs> yeah. been a fucking disaster under him for, for 99% of the time. Finally, they sort of get good. Having a good year, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, man, come on. It's on a knife edge. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't rock the boat, MJ. Go home. Yeah. Put, put your feet up. Have Go a cigar. Read, drink some cognac. Go read Scotty, Scotty Pippen's new book. <laughs> yeah. Go and hash it out with Pip. He's not happy with you. He's not happy with anyone at the moment. No, no. I, I don't even really, I don't want to even get into it because the more I see of what he's written in, in the book, the more I just lose a bit of respect for him. Is the book out yet? We should, we should wait until the book comes out and then yeah. fully dissect it. Is the book out yet? It is out. I've got it on pre-order. So I'm waiting. Hopefully it gets get sent soon. And uh, once I read it, I'll uh, definitely give a bit of a report about it or mention some quotes or some shit. Yeah, I've got many questions. Being a, you know, a big Pippin fan, he just says, some stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. People get offside a little bit about is they can't quite follow what he's saying because he's contradicting himself on, on occasion. It's, it's hard well, uh, to know yeah. what he's getting I can at. understand emotional outbursts because I have them frequently. Yes. I can understand like having an emotional outburst. The best revenge is living well. You got fucked over on one of your contracts where you're with the Bulls. You don't like that. I understand. You don't like rappers running the train on your ex-wife. You don't like that. Okay, I can understand that. That's fair enough. As well. Fair you, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't You don't like Michael Jordan making money and just besmirching your name in a documentary like that. I understand. I fucking understand all of those things. Going out there like you're on the Mori Povich show and just, you know, fucking <laughs> making wild accusations <laughs> and fucking storming into the crowd and punching out people isn't going to help. Get Pippen and Jordan on the fucking Jerry Springer. <laughs> Just get him on but celebrity boxing. Let him duke it out. Live your life well. I mean, like Paul Pierce, man. Fuck, get a whole bunch of weed and strippers and fucking just live <laughs> your life. Get your, you know, be centered. Get your mind in the right place. All that shit, you, could, you can't control that. That's it. I think he's only hurting himself. Yeah. It's a bit of a cheap move. Yeah, I think it is really to sell copies of his book. Lame. Hey, Frank, do you, do you remember this Pippin incident, Frank? I mean, this is a few years ago now. I think he was in maybe a little bit of financial trouble at the time. But there was video of these midgets beating the shit out of him. Do you remember that? Like, he he, he agreed to uh, star in a film. I think it was some filmmakers was making a film. Was it Michael Bay? Uh, no, it wasn't Michael Bay. <laughs> it was someone much, much less reputable. It was... Uh, it was no, and, I don't recall saying He was in a low-budget movie that featured... He was in a low-budget film. Violent and midgets. At, yeah, at one point, I don't think he knew about it. I don't think he knew... I think the filmmaker fucked him over and, like, he came in to do a scene and all these midgets jumped out and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and, 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 you don't remember this? No, I'm going to look that yeah, shit up. Because there's video of it, too. There was video of <laughs> Yes. We will have to <laughs> circle back. <laughs> there was video. There was at least, if I remember correctly, there was at least three midgets. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, uh, height challenged. Yeah, yeah that's little people. Little people. <laughs> little people. Not midgets, sorry. Sorry, that's Calling them little people is worse, though. Isn't it? You're, yeah, you're a look, little person. That sounds yeah. worse than saying you're a midget. Like, a midget is a term, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a... Height challenged? Quite challenged, yeah. Okay, yeah. Small, small ass dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They all beat the shit out of Pippin. I can't do a Pippin impression because his voice is just too distinct, it's too deep. But, yeah, but uh, but just <laughs> I want to do an impression where he's like, "What are these fucking midgets doing, man? Get the." It was like Gull Gulliver's Travels. I said, you remember that scene in, Gull <laughs> in Gulliver's Travels where 
All those little cunts are fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the cartoon version. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a huge cartoon Gulliver looking Pippin now, with, a, with his yeah. hair all, all frayed and and uh, sticking up. Yeah, there. and they're all like timber. They get him in ropes and they, yeah, take him down and stuff like that. Uh, he's just like, ah, oh, this wasn't in the script. He should do voiceovers. He's got a good voice for voiceovers or something, you know, like do fucking you know podcast, do something. He's got a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was good. That was good, Frank. Yeah. How does that go again, Frank? Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. sounds like someone's trying to start a fucking lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no, not no petrol in it. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, yeah. Well, no, we'll also go back to Pip, and once he's once you've read a bit of his book, Frank, and we'll. Yeah. Dissected a little bit. Have we been following what Josh Giddy is doing? He's still stuffing the stat sheet as far as I can see. Yeah, man, he's been solid. He's a sexy young dude too. I gotta say that. He is a <laughs> sexy young young bloke and he's got the world at his feet. I just I'm excited for him. I love watching his highlights. That's, he's still fucking throwing out these passes. He's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, he has not been timid. He hasn't been Backwards and stepping forwards, he's been he's he's gone out there and he's let it rip. That's right. The Thunder are six and eight. That's fucking awesome. That's way more yeah. wins, you know, in fourteen games than anyone would have given him credit for. They only beat Houston the other day. You know what? That's the power of Dort. Yeah, Dort. That's the power of Dort. Absolutely. Dort was on fire today. He was rising up over everybody. Put back dunks, threes. Thirty four points, eight rebounds. What do you have? Thirty four. Thirty four and eight rebounds, yeah. When Josh gets out there, he's looking for those passes. They're just playing fast, from what I can see. And a lot of the time, if Giddy's got the ball, you see players just cutting the hoop because he can just find them. He can just thread it from yeah. half court somewhere. Now, the Thunder, they haven't lost on purpose. They're not tanking. Sure, they made some trades for draft picks and stuff like that, but I wouldn't classify them as, as the same as the Sixers, though, would you, Frank? I don't know. Nah, the not anymore. I mean, the Diffs have got like 400 first-round draft picks coming over the next 10 years. Yeah, so how long do you reckon is it until they, uh, like, where, you know, where they're going to be good? Whoa. Are we talking five years or, or, or shorter than that? Probably around five years, maybe four years. Depends how Giddy keeps improving. Depends who the other draft picks get as well. So you're saying four years they could win a championship? Is that, is that sort of what you're saying? I think that's what they should be aiming for. I think within three to four years, they should be like conference finals and contending. Yeah, considering the young players they've got. they got good young pieces there that they can work with and it'll get better for them. They're already doing better than... What they'll need to get soon, though, is a few good veteran players who could teach and guide the young players to not just have all youngsters because they're not going to learn. Yeah, I think once they put together a couple more young players who are, you know, full of potential, I reckon that'll become much easier. They've got to get used to winning methodology first, like you were talking about before with culture and stuff. You have to develop that over time. You have to get used to handling the pressure at the end of the games and closing out. Dev's just gone for youth. They're like, okay, we want youth. I guess the difference between that and the Sixers was is they didn't care. They just got the shittest cunts available and (laughs) stuck them out out in the floor for five years. That's right. Basically said to their supporting base, we're not going to win games. The Thunder have done it a bit more ethically and I think they have a bit more integrity as as a result. Yeah. Well, the Sixers, uh, their starting point guard was cross-eyed for about four years, I believe. (laughs) I, I believe. He was cross-eyed, and he had uh, he had a wooden leg. He still, you know, he, his his purr wasn't great. And the, the shooting guard, I believe, <laughs> it was um, 
Well, just, it was actually just a, imagine a heart him, transplant just imagine recipient. Hobbling it around there. Yeah, he had five minute limit on how much he could play. Like starting shooting guard, like because you know he just had a heart transplant. He was fresh out of the ICU, and I believe he had some sort of Filipino heart in him. Uh, I'm not sure if it was totally legal. That was their starting backcourt for about five years. Cross-eyed guy and a heart transplant recipient. Fully acceptable too. Everyone supported it. Definitely championship five years from now. Peg leg and. It's, it's good to see Josh getting out there. He's going to get plenty of opportunity. They're not going to be in the playoff race, I don't think. But, you know, they make that playing game and who knows. Are the Rockets going to have the worst winning record in the NBA history this year? I'll go close. Are you predicting that on the podcast, Oracle? Because if you're predicting that... They're 1-14 at the moment. Yeah, I think they're going to go close. Well, they're on track, aren't they? If they win one out of 15 games for the rest of the year. Was it Charlotte Bobcats who had the worst record? Yes. Yeah. It's been a nine, nine and nine? It's been a single-digit win-loss record. Yeah. 2015-76 has won negative 20 games <laughs> with uh, Pegleg McGillicuddy and uh, the heart transplant guy uh, as the backcourt. They actually they won a couple of games straight there for a bit, which was good to see. Like Pegleg McGillicuddy. <laughs> Like, oh, here comes Peg Leg and it's a clomp, clomp, yeah. clomp. Oh, no look past to the fucking heart transplant guy. Oh, shit. He's gone on the defib. Bring out the pass. You know? Yeah, they, they, had some, they had some weird contingencies on, on that squad. They're all uh, ambulance members. Yeah, their starting centre was Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Uh, <laughs> Frank, do you know who Vern Troyer is? <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, joke's... Jokes, you know, for a couple of comedians, you cunts fucking don't like jokes. <laughs> I was waiting for Frank's response. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's Josh Giddy. And he's been playing pretty well. He had a good game the other day. He didn't play particularly well against the Warriors, but he's still filling it up. I don't know whether Joe Ingles has got it going much yet. I don't know. I didn't see much against Philly. He was out there contributing. No, he didn't do much in that game, I think. Again, he's a, he's a good team man. You just know he's going to go on a run at a certain point where he's just going to yeah. just hit a whole bunch of threes and, and they'll win games because of it a couple of games coming up and then we'll wrap it up here We've got the bulls and nuggets that's coming up i think that's saturday our time saturday our time how do you how do you think that one's gonna go for the old bully uh, oh fucking jokic jokic is gonna fucking murder us did you call him jokic did you just call him jo- oh wait 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 wait, wait jokic wait. sorry jokic jokic you said jokic Jock itch. Jock itch. <laughs> he is sort of a jock itch to other teams. You know, he's very annoying. Well, he does look like the guy who would have his hand down his pants and, you know, playing with his balls while he's trying to score some points. Shooting a hook shot. I've no, I've seen him do that on multiple occasions, actually. Put his hands down his pants and cup his own balls while he's doing a hook shot. That's how he fucking plays defense. He puts his hands down, down his balls and fucking tries and give him a stink pump. It's very off-putting. It's the only way to do it this time. That's your MVP. <laughs> no, I mean, it should be a good game, but uh, I think the Bulls will bounce back. And uh, You reckon the Bulls will take that one? Yeah, I think so. I think if they've got Vooch there, they're a good chance. But without Vooch, I think they might get destroyed a little bit on the defensive end. Yeah, Jokic will have his way with the Bulls, but it all depends on how the Bulls' D holds up against the other players. Like you were talking about, though, with the Bulls, they, they're always in games because their bench comes out and does a job for them. You know, they can sort of rely on those guys to play hard on the defensive end and try as hard as they can on the offensive end. Uh, speaking of the Bulls bench, it's good to see Kobe White back. Played the last two games, only 10 minutes. Hasn't really scored anything at all, to be honest. We don't expect him to at the moment. He's just finding his way with the team. And um, I was actually watching it today and I saw Zero running around for the Bulls and I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't even know who that... Oh, yeah, it's Kobe White. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have the long hair anymore. Yeah, he's got to cut them off. He's got a flat top. He's gone back to the 90s. House party style. Kid and play on us. 
<laughs> uh, another game coming up is the Hornets and the Wizards. They played today. They're playing again later in the week. Good matchup. I want to ask you this, Frank. Who do you, who do you think finishes higher at the end of the year, the Hornets or the Wizards? I did watch the Wizards today, and unfortunately, they lost. So, if I want to see them, you know, see how they play when they're winning, just see if they're going to hold up. But I think the Wizards will have a better record than Charlotte this year. Yeah, you reckon the, the Wiz will finish higher in the East? Higher than Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. Charlotte are 9 and 7 at the moment, Wizards 10 and 4. Yeah, that'll be one to watch. And the other one I've got there is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. That's next Wednesday or Thursday, our time. Do you think the Grizz have any chance to finish higher than the Jazz this season? No. 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 But. Jazz are 9 and 5 at the moment, and the Grizz is 500, 7 and 7. No, so. no, they won't f- finish higher than the Jazz. I think that you'll see the, the Grizz are rising, and maybe this is the Jazz's last chance at contending. Yeah. Yeah. The Their got. window's got to be closing, right? Because yeah. they've kept relatively the same roster run with that again. I don't know. It'd be closer than last time. If the Grizz and the Jazz met again in the playoffs, shit, that'd be a good series. I'd like to see that. Yeah, Adams versus that punk ass bitch, uh, fucking, what's his name? Gobert. I'd love to see that. Yeah, give him a swift elbow to the knackers or something. Yeah. Don't you uh, touch my testicles. Let's let's put that out there. <laughs> Try and manifest it in, into reality. Wee wee wee. Was that that that's how Rudy r- would respond, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then give everyone COVID. Yeah, then give everyone COVID while he's eating a big croissant. Not touching everyone's mic and fuck it, yeah. Thanks, Rudy, you dickhead. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that, and he's also like a big bitch. For as physically imposing as he looks, he's not yeah. as physically like dominating if, on the game. I still think if you put a Hills Hoist out there, you'd get as many blocks as fucking him, and you, know, <laughs> if you, you wouldn't have to pay him fucking $200 million, you know, like a Hills Hoist, $200 million. be an interesting experiment to see whether a Hills Hoist could do better than Rudy Gobert on the basketball court. Hill, Hills Hoist versus Vern Troyer in the block. <laughs> That's what I'd love to see. <laughs> Did you see those footage today, actually, of Paddy Mills against Taco Fall? No, no. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Taco, as much as I love him, God love him, he's, he's, he's so slow when he gets out there. Very slow. Yeah. All right, well, that'll just about do it, I reckon. Thanks once again for joining us, Oracle. Always a pleasure. Hopefully the Bulls keep it rolling, mate. Yeah, looking forward to uh, Vooch coming back, Kobe White to finding his feet and, you know, start hitting some threes for us. And thanks for coming again today, Matt, and giving us your uh, left-field take. We, we missed it last week, mate. Oh, thanks, fellas. Uh, it's good to be back. It's a great pleasure to be here and talk about this shit with you two guys. Absolutely, and we'll be back again next week to do it all again. Follow us on the social medias at GT Basketball Pod, GT B-Ball Pod, something www.peglegmcgillicuddy.org Yeah, at, at peglegmcgillicuddy69 on Twitter. Mate, that get hits. That get bad hits. <laughs> it's guaranteed. That's for sure, mate. Done deal. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for being with me once again, and we'll do it all again next week. Thanks, guys. Go ahead, fellas. Pegleg. Pegleg McGillicuddy. Yeah, Heart transplant man with Boone Troyer.